trying to find the actual like list of stuff that's been done. Welcome to episode 29 of Off the Crossbar. <laughs> A very exciting uh, post-2020 episode, which is not really what it is. Post-RSL season of, to- wait, post-2020 yeah. MLS season episode. I'm going to pretend that the whole MLS season is done because it I doesn't mean, make me happy to pretend otherwise. So <laughs> Let's be honest. How much more of the MLS season are we going to pay attention to? Oh, Kyle, we can't hear you. This is awkward. All of it, Trevor, all of it. Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted the whole time. Um, <laughs> wow. That was weird. I couldn't hear myself either, and I was just like, oh, I wonder if it's some setting that I'm not changing. But the setting <laughs> was the mute button, which is a setting. So I do love that physical mute button. It is. It was much more physical. I was expecting something metaphysical. Hmm. Like I've the got a mute button. I didn't know that. The yeah, body. on the mic. Um, so, yes. Uh, will I be watching the rest of MLS? You asked me, Trevor. You didn't ask that. Um, I kind of posed it as a hypothetical. Hmm. So, go ahead. I don't know. Pro- I, I might watch. I might watch some. I don't know. It's, you know, like I like Happily soccer. or under duress or what? No one's forcing me, but like... You know, <laughs> just just to do something because uh, it gets dark at uh, 3.45 p.m. now. And, um, you know, things aren't going super swimmingly uh, when it comes to the whole existing in society thing. So who knows? I might turn on a turn on turn on an old footy match, you know. Yeah, very exciting. I watched Slovakia versus Northern Ireland today, and I can't imagine it is going to be much worse than that because it was pretty bad. (laughs) Was it better or worse than the first leg? Uh, I didn't watch the first leg, so I can't speak to that. But I'm going to say worse, probably. I'm excited for notes and news so we can uh, talk about that. So we can dissect that one. Yeah, what's what's new? What's new with you guys? Uh, Matt, why don't you go first? Wow. (laughs) What privilege. Trevor, why are you laughing? So I just saw your note under notes and news about me. Oh, which one? The one that's about uh, me. Like, oh, yes. yeah, there is only one about you. We'll get there. Um, let's see. Uh, I am almost done with the first episode of Ozark, which mm. I somehow avoided until now. I'm really it's a good, good at avoiding TV. Did you watch Succession? I can't remember if that happened. No, already. it's still on my list, too. Maybe I'll start it tomorrow. It's, no, don't. I'll just don't, go back and forth. Don't have both of those going. That's insane. <laughs> Too Succession, dark. Succession's on HBO, right? Yeah. Yes, and okay. Ozark is pretty brutal. So, um, darker than Succession. Well, hmm, it's more violent than Succession. That's for okay. sure. Um, and aside from that, um, I'm very pleased to not be watching nonstop uh, network tele, not network, but uh, cable news. Because yes. I did dive headlong into that, and I was probably watching eighteen hours a day. Uh, did you watch? Did a you, lot of news. Did you yeah. watch like one channel solid, or did you like bounce back and forth between a couple? I bounced back and forth between a couple. Um, I don't think I ever even accidentally turned on Fox News. So 
You know when you know when like guys in their cool man caves have like multiple TVs for each oh, big, yeah. each of the big games. Yep, that was Matt with all of the cable news. No, I watched it all on my phone and played video games. Oh, that's better actually. Yeah. That's way better. Um, that's a lot of news though. I don't think yeah. I've watched any cable news in Good. I don't know how long. Good. Lucky. It's it's not worth it. Um, but I, I see did clips, it. I suppose, but. And uh, I just watched those numbers come in and I don't, I don't know why. (laughs) And now that that part's over, I'm like, great. I don't have to watch cable news. Um, And I'm very happy about it. (laughs) So I I don't know why Uh, I did. I could also have got all the news elsewhere, but I figured I could either like constantly refresh Twitter um, or I could just have a steady stream of information and do other things. That's kind of what I did. I did a combination of that. I sat on the chair in front of the TV and I watched CNN like pretty much straight through. And then I just refreshed Twitter on my phone all day. And that's what I did on Tuesday and most of Wednesday. About halfway through Wednesday, I was like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. It got, to the, it got to the point where like they were just recycling the same like 10 minutes of information because like nothing new was coming in, right? Yeah. I but mean, Wednesday that's all like day point, was just though. like. John King standing in front of the thing and being like, and in this county, we've still got 40,000 votes coming in. If we look at 2016, we've got this many votes for Hillary and that's this percentage. (laughs) And right now Biden's at this percentage. And so he's going to need this many more votes. It was just that all over about Allegheny County and about Philadelphia and about Maricopa and about, uh, what was it? DeKalb and Fulton County. It was like those counties just over and over and over for like nine hours straight. So you're really selling it. This sounds awesome, bro. It was, I mean, so to be honest, Tuesday was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Tuesday until about 1130 or midnight. And then it kind of started recycling. Yeah. And then for about an hour or so on Wednesday, it was kind of fun because we were all catching up. (laughs) And then they just started recycling the same stuff over and over, and I just got sick of it. So I put it on mute and started doing other stuff, and then my roommate came down and started watching, and he's like, oh, hey, can we turn this back on? And I was like, buddy, we don't need to do that. Let me show you what it is. And I just went through and showed him exactly what was going to happen. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, I want to listen to it. So we put it back on, and he sat there, and I left the room, and then he came back about 10 minutes later and was like, okay, you were right. I didn't need to watch that. Yeah. I think his watching was like one way I could cope with the anxiety of it all. And it probably was not a healthy way to cope with it. Um, I find it better to watch uh, Twitch streamers or someone or like someone who's live streaming. I think that's better Uh, than like cable news because I feel like I get like, I don't know, not cable news like commentary. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of was I was playing video games that day just I was playing FIFA. (laughs) Speaking of, of video games um it's been a big rush for the playstation 5 today and uh i did not attempt to get it i still don't know if i'm going to in the near future but i kind of just like was checking it out and seeing if i could get one um because they restocked at like through walmart like four times throughout the day and the most recent one was about 20 minutes ago it just uh, crashed the whole site. It was like trying to buy rare <laughs> sneakers. This is something I'm not used to when it comes to buying a video game console. So, um, yeah. So ho- hopefully some listeners got their PlayStation 5 because you probably deserved it more than I did because I didn't really try. So I've got 
couple friends that went and got theirs at 6 a.m. when Best Buy opened their pickup oh, really? window, whatever. Yeah, and they've, from what I understand, that's all they've been doing all day. They like took the day off of work, scheduled time to just simply, all three of them get their own PlayStations, go back to their own places, yeah. and then just hook up and play all day. You know what's what's weird though is like if I got it, I would just play fifa 21 the game i'm already playing on my <laughs> playstation 4 because when i got fifa 21 it, it was a digital edition that could that was uh eligible for both the ps4 and ps5 which was nice of them i yeah. guess and i just want to play on the new controller because i think the new controller is really cool it's got like i've watched a bunch of videos on it it's got cool tech in the controller so i I'm just going to buy it and it's a gigantic mega console, but uh, I'm just going to play FIFA 21, the same game that I'm already playing on the next gen console. That's kind of where I'm at. I really want to get it. I didn't want to deal with any kind of rush or anything like that, like you. So I'm just thinking yeah. I'm probably going to get it. I, I'm, I can't decide if I'm going to get a new TV for Black Friday, but I need a new TV and I figured buying a new TV and a playstation 5 at the same time like that's a lot it's kind of a lot but i, I this is That'd the stupid part cool, yeah. is i could justify both of those with each other you know what i mean nice yes that's cool <laughs> yeah so what i was, I was thinking Definitely like how you should make all your financial decisions yeah how yeah. well yeah like if i if i want to buy some like really nice shoes some sneakers i've been eyeing like might as well buy some clothes that match it well or something you know exactly yeah yeah it's a great it's point the, it's the same thing. Um, how do you, at what point do you determine that you need a new TV? Because like, I'm just curious. I haven't bought a new TV in a long time. So I don't really have a set standard or rules for it, but my buddy was telling me, I've, I'm not big into like video games. I'm not big into TVs. I've got a buddy that is super into like TVs and AV and all that stuff. And, you know, anyway, he was telling me that there's something with the PlayStation 5 where. I don't even remember now. It wasn't that. It sounded cool at the time, but it was something about if you get a TV with a good enough uh, frame rate or refresh rate or something, the PlayStation 5 does something that nothing else can't. Like it can. Wow. It looks cool. That's all I know. Mm. But also the TV that I have in my bedroom is a 32 inch TV and it only can do 1080p. It's like four or five years old. And I okay. just. I just want a bigger and newer TV that doesn't suck. Oh man, the endless things we can spend our money on. <laughs> yeah, really good. The at endless it. things Probably. we want. The you know feeling of desire we get for material goods. Uh, and <sighs> Black Friday is the only time that I'll even consider buying TVs because every other time I look at a TV, they're insane expensive. Is that is that really okay? So. Black Friday. Is it a, is it is this a thing? Is this a is this true true uh Yes, it's a thing. It exists. Uh, okay, it's been around for a couple like, years. <laughs> is it like a real like uh you know, get yourself some good old deals cuz I mean, we're all familiar, boys. We've all seen the videos of the 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 rampage through the Walmart doors, the violence that ensues to get some of those uh what do people buy? Tickle my Elmo, I think. Tickle my Elmos <laughs> and uh, Furby dolls and uh, ta Tamagotchis and Pokemon games. Like, 
But are, is it is it really worth it, Trevor? You seem like you know a lot about Black Friday shopping. No, I don't know anything about Black Friday shopping. The only thing I've ever purchased on Black wow. Friday is electronics, and I usually go like later in the day. I'm never there like first thing in the morning. I went first thing in the morning one year with some friends to Best Buy because they wanted some. I don't remember what. It wasn't important, but it kind of sucked. Like wait, like wait in line early in the morning. It, yeah, like we were there at like okay. six a.m. It was well, the dumbest thing I've ever done. It was so pointless. Thing. This is another awful. Like part of the worst part about Black Friday, in my estimation, is that they've mo- started moving it earlier and earlier, so early that it's actually gone into Thanksgiving now. So now there's some Black Friday shopping I mean, starts. There are Black Friday deals right now. Well, that too, but like, and hopefully this. Well, every everything's pretty much open, but. So it'll probably be a disaster this year as well. But they so much like Black Friday started leaking into Thanksgiving Day so much so that people are, you know, having to go work and, you know, work at retail stores on Thanksgiving Day, which is one of the days that we're supposed to. Yeah. One of the few days that Americans are supposed to have off. So, um, yeah, pretty weird. So I, to be clear, like I'm completely opposed to Black Friday yeah, being on like Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm completely opposed to making people work on Thanksgiving. That's ridiculous. But I usually, like I said, this is why I usually, if I do any Black Friday shopping, it is either like online or um, I do it at like in the evening on Friday. Because the deals, it's not like the deal only lasts from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. It's all day. Remember? And they, yeah. in like every other store or every store I've been to where I had to buy something, if they run out of the product, whatever it is, you just you still go pay for it. And then once they get it, you can come pick it up. You still get the deal. You just may not walk out of the store with it that day. And I'm not the guy that needs to walk out of the store with it. I just want to pay less for a TV. That's all. Is cyber Monday. A thing? Cyber Monday is a thing. I've never, ever purchased anything off of it. Cause every cyber single time Monday is a funny, it's every a funny time I look at it, it's just a whole bunch of like crap. It's like the stuff that you see on the Amazon front page. That's uh, just like, more discounted than usual and that's a bunch of anchor chargers and yeah exactly how many anchor chargers does one need um i have too many already so i think i have one in this little basket that's right behind my computer um i will say uh harman's is uh closed on thanksgiving which i thought was very nice good for them good for them i like harman's i wish i had one near me i do i moved farther wait did i move I don't know. I think I'm farther away from the Harmon. Yeah, I'm definitely farther There's away. There's one on 9th and like 68th, right? Uh, the one that I am closest to is the 7th Street Harmon. So it's on 7th okay. uh, East and 80 something. It's by Oh, cool. It's by one of the new Dutch Bros. That's all the rage right now. You know, Dutch Bros. <laughs> oh, it's a it's like a dessert coffee place. Sounds gross, but um i keep forgetting to go to dutch bros my buddy you don't you don't need to i think it's fine stoked about it and told me to go because it's his favorite place on the planet and i I think it's okay i think i think you'll be fine without it um i've been (laughs) been watching so far so i'm uh still making my way through the sopranos so doing that and boy what else how far into sopranos are you because i think i'm going to start watching it once you or start watching it again once you get to the point that i left off um boy i think i'm in i think i just started season four. Oh, okay then i gotta pick it up because i ended at season three when meadow ran away from the wedding funeral funeral 
Oh, she yeah, she ran away from uh, Jackie Jr.'s funeral. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. So, yep that that was the last episode of season three. So, yeah, having fun uh, doing that. Um, played my first round of or uh, evening of Among Us last weekend, which oh, is yeah? a fun fun little game. Uh, highly recommend. I boy. Haven't gotten coronavirus yet. Uh, Lucky. Tre- Trevor, what, whatever happened with um, your ex-wife and your daughter and all that? So my daughter's still living with me, which is a thrill. Um... <laughs> Does she want to come say hi? No, she's not in the room. Oh, um, no, She left. You appear to be looking <laughs> she... at her. So <laughs> I, was, I turned around to look for her. She's not in the room. Uh, um no yeah she's living with me which is great i love leaving my daughter home for nine hours at a time uh because there's no other option yes. um <laughs> rules but uh no it's good um i'm glad that she's here because it means that i get to pay a lot more attention to her school i get to help her with her math every single day which is not something that i thought i would is enjoy, she online? But I enjoy. oh yeah she's totally remote she's been remote okay. all year um we did get an email from the district today there's been several school districts throughout the state who have either stopped in school teaching or like reduced it or gone to like alternating days or made some kind of changes to curb the spread of coronavirus throughout their various schools and school districts. Uh, the email that we got today basically said that they were not doing any of that, that everything was fine, except that it wasn't because we can definitely keep track of the coronavirus counts at our school kids school on the school web page so is she did she opt in to be fully remote or oh yeah from the beginning they gave so us that was an option that they could... yeah yeah so at the beginning of the school year they sent out everybody a survey and then um they came up with remote options and they basically she has a teacher that is not like at her school but in her district um that is just like the fifth grade remote learning teacher right yeah so she has like zoom calls like three or four times a week with her teacher and then she has a couple zoom calls with like other students they're doing like a reading group right now where they have to like work their way through a book together nice Um, okay so they're doing a couple like zoom things with students and with teachers but most of it is just like on her own so with um excuse me with uh like math sometimes they'll have like a little video that somebody will film or that they'll have some way to teach them how to do the math but then they just have to do it like on their own yeah so it's kind of a struggle um same thing with like history most of the history stuff is it's like video it's like movie day in elementary school but it's like every day so they have some presentations that are like put together by uh, her teacher or by other teachers but most of it is just like videos on youtube that are from educational channels or educational networks or whatever that just con academy stuff kind of Khan academy (laughs) is she liking online like is that or is i think she is i think she would very much rather like still be in school and seeing people every day she's not really a get out and go play with everybody kind of person she likes to be by herself more but she definitely like misses interaction with kids and with other people me too. The only people that she is wow. able to interact with right now is me, my roommate, and his son, who is four. And the God bless him, but he's very annoying. Oh, <laughs> so, <man. laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, just throwing she's... the four year old under the bus. Yeah, <sighs> not not literally. <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah, I I wish it were not this year anymore. Like I wish yeah. I wish no, it were. It's, it's like are things good next summer? Is that is that a realistic thing to think? Um, with like half the population dead, it should be mostly eradicated by then, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think with herd immunity, we should be just about there, right? I saw, I saw something really horrifying. Just really, it said like one out of every, uh, one out of every like it was sub four hundred people in this country tested positive for coronavirus this week. <laughs> oh, like that's God. how many cases we've had in this country. Like. Oh boy. Anyway, yeah. I'm ready for it to not be this we year and yeah. time period anymore. I can't believe it's already November. I mean, but I guess I can, but like it's it's tough. It is tough. Yeah. Whoa. Are you guys planning any uh great Thanksgiving feasts between you and whoever lives in your home? Nope. I mean, yep, kind of. Uh, I'm yeah. My parents yeah. are putting together a big thing for anybody that wants to come. I'm pretty sure we're not coming, though. Yeah, Carly and I had been, we had been planning based on, I mean, we didn't really know what was going to happen, but potentially going down to Arizona to visit her mom um, and stepdad, who recently moved down there. And We're in Arizona. Boy, you know the Arizona that where everyone in Arizona lives, <laughs> you know, that main Arizona, area. you know, the city, the city Ma- in Arizona. Well, yeah, everyone lives in that same, like, yeah. Like, you know, where Scottsdale and Phoenix, Phoenix okay. and you know, Just everyone lives in Phoenix Valley. Yeah. What are they in Scotts? I don't know. They're in Scottsdale like, has some really lovely chocolate makers. So Ooh, if you go down, let me know and I'll give you some recommendations. They, uh, yeah, they built a house and, um, and we'll be finishing the pool by Thanksgiving, but I I don't know. I don't think I don't know what we're doing. Um, and I didn't realize I'm trying like not, we're trying to just go day by day. But the problem is that that's also you know time passes, so we're sneaking up on. You know, it's uh, two weeks from today, Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> you know, I you know. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, so that's that. Not sure what we're going to do, but I would probably. I just I just don't want to think about things, you know, I hear you. I'm just really lucky. I I, I'm sorry, Trevor. I'm feeling very grateful that I can work from home. Oh, Carly text me. She lives in uh, Peoria. Thank you. Thank you, Carly. That's Illinois. That's not in Arizona. She lives in. uh, Yes. Peoria, Illinois is where she lives it's in uh, maricopa county okay kind of the north okay. side apparently yeah. it stretches out to yava yavapai county as well um most of the cities in maricopa so uh, i'm looking I, at the boundaries here yeah and Very these are the weirdest i'm looking at that too what what is happening why is that city like that gerrymandering what's the point of gerrymandering <laughs> uh, well i guess i don't know it does well, it looks like it that is, you're right. That is the craziest city boundary I've ever seen in my entire life. Peoria, is it like split up into like different sections? No. It's, oh, no. this is fine. What? 
you guys are freaking out over Google the P- Wait, did you Google Peoria, I'm, Arizona? I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's on the northeast side. Northwest, sorry. Northwest corner. Insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's a little goofy. It's like, how is that a city? Like, It's basically just all of 11 o'clock of Phoenix. No, but then like surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Arizona is like making its way all up into certain parts of Peoria. We got New River like. No, what? <laughs> I do like this section in the middle that's just not part of town. I'm just looking at the screenshot Carly sent me, but um, yeah. Treasure Canyon and Treasure Canyon Estates is just like cut out in the middle oh, there of is Peoria. a yeah you're right there's a part right right what city is that right in the no middle idea. of it's literally there's that? multiple places that are look at the very bottom it also is like really weird wow okay yeah. for all you listeners on google peoria arizona and look at that city boundary because what a mess this does this I mean, I see like pictures of like congressional districts, obviously, that are drawn (laughs) ridiculously. This is like that. This is this is absurd. Okay, can I have you real quick while we're on the subject? Can I look up another city and we'll do the same thing with that? You ready? Okay. Yes. Grand Prairie, Texas. Now, granted, this is a little goofy because there's a lake in the middle of it, but still look at the south end of that. Why would they do that? What? I don't, I don't know. Why the the bridge, like the middle of the bridge, is not in the city boundaries, but the edges of the bridge are. And why don't they have any of that that green area down at the what? <laughs> I do not know. I like how there's just like one road apparently down on the south side. Yeah, or it's whoa. not even a road. It's like just a worst. goofy little. <laughs> why do we? What? Anyway. So, so if you live in Grand Prairie, Texas, please uh, do some investigative journalism and let us know uh, what's going on here. Well, let's look at Midlothian. I'll bet it has something to do with that. Sorry, I used to live in Grand Prairie. That's how I know that this thing looks goofy. So there are just like many different like Dallas. Wow. Okay. All right, then. All right. All right, I just looked do at all cities look like this? No, they do not. <laughs> just looked up Hurricane Utah, where I grew up, and uh looks totally it does not look that. Salt Lake Cities is pretty normal as well. There's like a few little weird spots. Huh. But like most of those are gonna be because of uh like a reservation there. Not reservation, okay. but like Farmington Bay, part of the Great Salt Lake, right? Sa- okay, Sandy's got some weird ones too. Because... Oh yeah, in the middle of Sandy is uh, is it White, White City? City? Wait, White City is actually a different city than it's a township. I didn't know it was actually a separate city. Wait, hang yeah, on. Yeah, one of my friends' uh, parents lived there. Literally in never White heard City. of White City, Utah. It's, what the hell is this? It's just down the road from me, but I. What in the world? Why? That's not. That's not real. This is. Yeah. No, that's very real. It's like so a, is Belmont it's, so Heights its own city. If I live on this street, Altaview Elementary School, its address is White City, Utah. I guess. Yeah. That's seems incredible. a little too on the nose, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived in the state for thirty-one years, and I've never heard of White City before. Now. This now is, you know. 
Why? I do like that it's completely like split this? with the river going through it. Yeah. Why are I'm sure it's like got this? something to do with like. St- I okay, mean, South Jordan's super normal looking. That's more... not with. I don't know about White City, but I'm sure with the other ones, it's got a lot to do with like federal and state land. Well, and and part of it is always going to be like they'll bring in places that will bring them more tax money. And yeah. Are less likely to bring in places that won't bring them tax money. So. And uh, they'll like kick out places that they don't want to maintain. It's almost like local governance is not the solution. But I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like it makes me think about the um, what's the uh, international date day line? The international uh, dateline, yeah. Oh, yeah, where that thing just like randomly like jets out to take in. Oh, like, to yeah, include like, or not include or those, those two islands? Yeah. To to include yeah that are directly south of Hawaii, which is interesting. But oh, anyway. I was thinking of the one up by Alaska. There's two well, islands. that one too. But they jut out. It juts out like directly south of Hawaii, which is interesting. Anyway, <laughs> isn't our isn't our world interesting? Don't don't we love it? We love these. I I was also the other day my my friend TJ and I were looking at this. Um, I don't even know why this was happening, but we were looking at, uh, I think, was it Michigan? There's like little parts of Michigan that are like inside Canada or something like that. Is it Michigan? Or it might be Minnesota. I think it's, oh, it is Minnesota. Like parts of northern Minnesota are just like, you have to drive through Canada to get there. That is so weird. Oh, yeah. That's like, um, like Dugway. Who was it? The city of Dugway, right? Like it's in the middle of a military base, but it is. Not the military base. Ah, yes. If you guys recall, Kakutamane played for Vancouver. Yes. But he lived on Point Roberts, which if you look at Point Roberts, Washington, is basically a peninsula that sticks down from Canada. Yeah. He had to live there in order to maintain his U.S. citizenship. Or he was trying to become a U.S. citizen, so he had to live in the U.S. Oh, wow. So he lived on Point Roberts so that he could live in the U.S. I'm looking at that right now. Commute to... That is so interesting. Vancouver. There's a little community there, obviously. They're all they're Americans, but there's not an elementary school on Point Roberts. So they their like bus route to school goes up through Canada over and down, and I think it comes over to Blaine where there's where they attend elementary school over there. They should just build a bridge. What is the deal? Why how is this? Wait, why do they call that the Strait of Georgia? Oh, my oh because <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to learn all about Point Roberts later. This is so interesting to me. Was this, there like I, a military base there or something? I couldn't tell you. I remember that I looked it up when I found out that Kakutamani lived there, and I read the Wikipedia article and was fascinated by this place. Point Roberts was created when the UK and the US settled the Pacific Northwest. American oh, yeah, that's right. They just disputes. like drew the parallel across, thinking that it wouldn't include that. And then once they like actually... <laughs> did the math oh, they were like oh yeah it includes some land and they instead of like giving it to canada or something they were just like well we already drew the line that's where it is so this is so america they now. have a border customs in they have a border like a customs uh thing at the border there yeah what so yeah. is there like a wall okay i'm gonna go to street view on this there's no street view on the on the oh. american side there is on the Canadian side. It's just you a look neighborhood. over the border. It's literally just a neighborhood. 
Yeah, no, it's like the, it's like a tiny Ooh. little town. There is like there is a people. fence. Yeah, this looks very Seattle. Like, this looks just like uh, the neighborhood in Linwood that my friend lives in. Dude, what is going on here? This is so interesting to me. I think these things are so funny and strange, but. That would be miserable living. Well, okay. So you, they have a they have to have a customs office specifically for the Point Roberts people, right? So oh, potentially it wouldn't get too busy, but like you have to go through customs every single time. You do they have? Yep. Like, they probably have like a season pass or something. And they, <laughs> like, a season pass to Canada. I'm, this is so strange. It, like if you go to the streets right next to the wall. Um, or the I calling it a wall. It's a, it's a, f- a border fence, I guess. But if you go like in the neighborhoods on the Canadian side, it's just literally just a neighborhood. Like you would never know there's a um a border right behind their house. Can you imagine living on the border? Why do so many people right there have swimming pools? What's going on? I mean, it looks in... like there are only two grocery stores, and they're both like weird little dinky ones. Why would they? Yeah, know? they only have to serve like. 200 people well yeah but you gotta have a yeah. super walmart <laughs> so i'm looking in uh oh, wow, what street this is, is this interesting. there's a beach so can you just like what happens there's a beach on but on i think both sides but i'm looking at the one on the right side what, can you just like walk around this is so strange can you just like walk to yeah, the, they've really uh, got to put up a put up a oh wall, no there's huh? there's usually a i was gonna say down on the like mexican border there's like a, a fence that goes all it the way like into the water. Sense. Yeah. It looks like there's some kind of building there that's in the way. Oh my gosh. This is so odd. Um Well. What street was I looking at? Sixty six A Street. If you go to the street view on that, and then just okay. try this to look across the border, there's joke. just like <laughs> yeah, it's like this, this is, little ricket just, fence. Yeah, this is not I'm, I, I yeah, I found it on on the far right corner. You can see um, you can see the border fence, and it's literally just like a chain link fence. It's tiny. Yeah. Do you think people hop the border to go grocery shopping? I for these people on the I would. Why wouldn't you? Oh wow, the sixty six A one isn't even like a chain link fence. It's yeah, it's it's like a little picket fence. Yeah, it's I'll... like three feet high. I'll post a photo in uh, the doc. This is a joke of a border, I would say. I mean, not that I'm, I, hey, I'm for open borders, I think, yeah. at some point, but this is, this is absurd. There we go. <laughs> this is so perplexing. Okay, I put it in the doc for you, Kyle. Okay, thank you. Anyway, that's going to be my new Zoom background, I think. <laughs> the International Border Crossing at 66 oh A Street. That's seriously the. F- Oh, okay. So it's got to be just like a joke there to everyone, right? Like oh, it's yeah. not like a serious border. Look on the American side, they don't even park their cars in like on the driveway. They that that van is just parked on the grass. Okay. Well, well I yeah, mean... I think that's a Washington thing. Uh... <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like because the grass just grows naturally, and people just don't care about their yard or their oh, lawn as much because it can just like grow back whenever. Um. Is that a golf course on the left side? Wow. Oh, probably. Uh, yeah, it is. Someday I want to live in Point Roberts. I want to go visit it, at least. Yeah, let's I take a I honestly think trip. that would be a thrilling trip. 
<laughs> it would Thrilling. be this I would drive to the end that... of each one of those roads that goes right to the border fence, and then just laugh at it. And then <laughs> I'm starting to think we might have low standards, Trevor. Did I? Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys the story of my experience almost getting to the Mexican border? No. no. <laughs> so, this is how stupid I am. I was in uh, Texas doing work, and with a, a coworker of mine, we had some downtime. And we were in, what freaking city was it? I think it was Rio Grande City. Um, there's a gas, now I'm going to look it up. There's a gas station um, at this like junction intersection thing. And it's the, the section of Texas where it is. It's just like the river. The Rio Grande River is the border. There are a couple like official border yeah. crossings that you're supposed to cross at. Um, but the rest of it is just like the river. And then there's like farmland going up to the river. And there's not like a fence. There's not a wall. It's just the friggin' river. And so anyway, we went to this gas station and we pulled it up on Google Maps and found out that the river was like a hundred feet behind the gas station. And it was just like a field that you walk to, to the river. And so we were like, let's just go to the river. We're not going to cross. We're not going to break any laws, but it's not illegal for us to just go down and like dip our toes in the water or something. So we started walking across this field and we got about halfway. And then a police officer from whatever city we were in pulled up and flashed his lights and we went back and talked to him and he's like what are you guys doing here and we told him we were like we just want to go to the border we're we're not from here we've never been here we're just walking to the border is that okay and he's like it's probably not the best idea (laughs) oh my god and i was like all right well that's fine okay turn around and didn't get to the border but we got to about 50 feet away from it got really close i uh i just found an uh, on the end of 10 english bluff road there's not even like a wood fence there's just uh there's one of those well it's a yellow curb and and then there's a sign that says warning you are entering the united states without uh presenting yourself in an immigrant to an immigration officer you may be arrested and prosecuted for violating immigration and custom laws. And it's just the end of the street. There's like houses and then it, the street ends and then there's just that sign. But then right beyond that, there's another street that's an American street. Uh, Dude, wanna this go, is so you weird. Go cause an international incident? I, I mean, I, okay. So I'm curious what yeah. they've been doing for, for coronavirus because they technically shouldn't have had anyone crossing the border between the two places. That's been... That's the thing. Uh, I know that there is like an agreement with the people of Point Roberts and or like the city of Point Roberts and Canada, whatever city that is, that like they're allowed to travel through it to get like back to the other side of Washington or something mm. like that. There's some kind of agreement that like lets them get in and out of Canada oh, with, boy. without having to like go through the whole thing. Being that close to cheap insulin and... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Single payer healthcare. Anyway, um, so uh, on, on a much more interesting note, uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us about Albert Rusnak? And I've written our, <laughs> this is important. It's in our notes. Sure. So I have to read it. So uh, Albert Rusnak uh, notably was it was on international duty for our last match. Um, and he, of course, famously plays winger for the Slovakian national team, is generally a starter. And um, yeah, so I watched their, they played a Euro qualifier today against Northern Ireland in which they um, capitalized on an early mistake. 
and scored in the 17th minute, I believe. Then they gave up a an own goal in the like 80 something minute, I think maybe maybe earlier than that. And then um, ended up scoring a winner in the second uh, second period of extra time. So it's pretty impressive. They looked like they were going to lose to Northern Ireland. It looked like they were playing for penalties, but they they got lucky. But Albert specifically, um, I found a, you know, he had, I saw him take a shot in the first half that missed. It was not deflected. It went over the bar. Um, I saw him make a run and that he was too slow for, and he could have got on the end of it and it would have been like inside the 18. It was a really great chance, but he just wasn't fast enough. But um, toward the end of the game of, of regular time, the comment, uh, one of the commentators had a really poignant um, comment about Albert that, um, you know, really stood out to me. I was listening, obviously. And he says it and I quote, he hasn't really been an influence on the game <laughs> specifically about Albert. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was about the exact same performance as any of the RSL games. Like um, he plays like some really nice passes. Like he had some, he had like a couple passes like that were uh, to, he was playing on the right wing. He had some nice passes where he dropped to the midfield and played a nice pass to the left wing but he didn't have any like key passes. Like he wasn't dangerous um, other than that time he missed. Huh. And then the time he was too slow. Um, so so pretty, pretty average Albert Rusnak performance then. Pretty average Albert Rusnak performance, but congratulations to Slovakia for making the Euro finals. So I guess that's good. So they'll be playing next summer. Um, in theory. In, yeah. In theory, theoretically. Yeah um in theory theoretically so you know international correspondent kyle uh checking back in i'm glad i was able to share what i learned today um do you regret having watched it uh i watched it at the same time as the it was going it started at the same time as the usa game so uh i was kind of i kind of just had both going and then obviously this one went longer because it went into extra time um, the men's, the USA men's national team game was, was interesting. Um, nothing too crazy. A lot of young, a lot of young ends playing, um, a couple of 17 year olds. Uh, yeah, it was, we got, we got some cool young players. Um, I think Serginio Dest was probably our best player oddly, but, um, which probably isn't great for Aaron Herrera, but I think Serginio can play the left, left back. So. Maybe Aaron's got a shot, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me. Trevor, what do you have to report? Oh, that was, um, not at all what I was expecting to hear. Uh, oh, nothing. I, I just see I'm, that you have, I'm looking up at, on the, uh, oh, am I? what am I, yeah. hold are on. you not reading the outline? Let me go back. Oh, Trevor would like to sign all the FC Cincinnati players who are all his favorite non-rail Salt Lake players of all time. Much better than anyone who plays for, uh, is it Millen? Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, pretty close. No. Ack Millen. (laughs) Air conditioning Millen. No, I just wanted to bring up the fact that 
we're it's the end of the season. There are teams that are going to start announcing roster decisions, and only one team has done that so far, and that's the worst team in the league, FC Cincinnati. And I just wanted to point out that there's a couple of names on there that might raise some eyebrows. That's all. Like which, which names? Uh, Greg Garza uh, had his contract option declined. Um, oh, how did he do for them this year? Uh, I don't think he played hardly. He this might have been he might have been injured most of the year. I feel like somebody. I used, I used to think he would be a great player for he was RSL. Great, like, we need, we years, needed you know? a left back. Yeah, he's only twenty nine. Played nine I, games. I think played thirteen he, games for them last year. Didn't he like tear his ACL recently? Isn't that what happened? Uh, sure. He doesn't okay. even have a section for FC Cincinnati on his wiki, so it's kind of yeah, funny. that's fair. Um, there's also uh, Joe Jiao, who used to be like super highly hyped. Oh, that's right, Borussia Dortmund youth player. Yeah, um, and then who's the other? Whatever. Dude? Wait, how old is he at this point? He's oh, he's twenty eight like, now. Yeah, he's oh, old. That's my age. That's old. He, and there's also uh, Kendall Waston had his contract option declined. I like Kendall Waston as well. He is old, but he's still very serviceable as a center back in this league. He made oh man, Joji out. I forgot about him. He there, was like we were hedging some, uh, you know, some some high hopes on him. Yeah, he was. Like the, uh, 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 yeah, you know, once you once you end up on one of those teams, one of those German teams, that's like, I mean, obviously German's hard to pronounce, but when it when it's one of the ones that isn't even vaguely familiar, you're like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like he played for Sonnenhof. Like some of these letters aren't even in the English language. Oh, Grobespach. Gro- I've, I've been Gro- doing Duolingo in German, so I could probably read them all. The one that oh, looks like a I can read them. Let's see. Okay. Anyway, they're in fourth fourth tier of German football, so not great. (laughs) No. Little Uh, uh, little language lesson for you, Kyle. That letter that you can't. mm -hmm. It's not in the English language. It's a double S. So it's Uh, a hard. Grosse Spock. Grosse Spock. Yeah, something like that. Grosse Spock. So he was playing for them, uh, and he had six goals for fourth tier German team. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. That's more than I've got. Yeah. I mean, FC Cincinnati, he had... Dude, that is so weird. He only had one goal for them. So FC Cincinnati could not cut it in the uh, German fourth German division. Fourth is that what I'm hearing? No, not. they probably could not because they were trash this year. It's pretty great. I love it. Um, uh, the club is in current, yeah. current negotiations and discussions with Giao uh, and Hagland. That was the other name. Nick Hagland um, uh, was out of contract this year so that's it that's all uh, i wanted to talk about with cincinnati was they had a couple of players that they that might dropped, be picked up. um uh locadia whatever his name is jurgen locadia you asking me if they dropped him or yeah I thought, I thought you said they dropped him earlier but maybe not no he's got a guaranteed contract for 2021 alongside never mind a lot of players they yeah had a team named beckham sunderland <laughs> uh, is it I, an american oh i hope not i had some friends uh, i was talking uh, um i was also watching the scotland game earlier and we were like some serious scottish names going on in there like um like callum mcgregor is a very scottish name but oh, also yeah. 
what uh ollie mcburney (laughs) (laughs) ollie mcburney was another scott that we came across that's pretty great um i can report that beckham sunderland uh was born in Cincinnati. No, born in Aurora, <laughs> Illinois, and then hometown in Cincinnati. Hometown Cincinnati. Oh my good friend getting stone signed by his yeah his hometown club. Oh, that's fair. Oh, he is the whitest kid I've ever seen in my life. Beckham Sunderland is. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Gonna name oh, my all my man. children after my favorite players. That is such a weird thing. Bird Camp Montgomery has a nice <laughs> ring to it. He's a he, oh, he's a goalkeeper, Beckham Sunderland, and he is seventeen years old. He was born in two thousand three. Oh. Everybody, Ooh, uh, uh, he's only got two hundred forty three Twitter followers. So better work on joke. that. Take that Beckham Sunderland. Um, uh, what a clown! Yeah. So you know. Should we talk about what we're lo- we're up against this offseason? Matt, do you want to walk us through? I know you've yeah. got this handy-dandy list. I Yes, I compiled the list from the press release that MLS sent out. So really, I just cut out all the words because they were not helpful. <laughs> November 30th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Is this too dramatic? Should I tone it down a little bit? I think we should just... Never should mind. I play Go it ahead. straight? <laughs> November 30th. Let's instead of reading every single thing, let's just give a brief overview. This is exercise options. (laughs) December 13th at 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., a half day trade window opens. December 15th. A half day trade window? Yeah, dude. It's a half day trade window. It's pointless, but it's MLS. People have to trade assets and they need a time to do it. So they just create a time. Like, it's it's, for the expansion uh, draft, too. So that's the other notable part is. Yeah. If you, the weird thing is like, if you protect somebody before the expansion draft and then trade them, what happens? I I don't know. Can you protect a new person after that? I don't know. Uh, All right. December 15th, MLS expansion draft. December 16th at 11 a.m. End of year waivers. Also (laughs) December 16th at 11 a.m. Free agency opens. December 17th. Re-entry process. Round one, December 22nd, re-entry process, round two. This ends the oh, option. <laughs> okay, let's talk about a couple of things. This is what I hate, is that they include these times. We don't care about the times, right? The reason no, why we don't ca- No, we don't. The reason why we don't nah. is because this isn't like a deadline for them to announce anything. This is a deadline for them to file paperwork with the league office. Yeah. So, like, it says November 30th at 11 a.m. is the club deadline to exercise options. There's going to be several teams where we won't hear about their options, on, like, for, like, three days after that. Like, they'll have done it. They'll file, They'll have filed the paperwork, but they won't put out the press release on it for a while because they don't have to. Yeah. So, we don't care about the rules around this league are uh, very lax. And uh, some of the... As we've learned, they get laxer every year. Um, you no longer really have to report injuries. <laughs> uh, you're required to report that players are not not cleared to play. Oh, that should have gone in notes and news. Yeah. Um nope. but yeah, let's I guess we can talk about our next our next, you know, point is to talk about the end of the MLS RSL at the end of the MLS season. So you know, we can mention how our last game that we had um 
uh we had at least one player with coronavirus at least one yeah um and we had multiple players who were injured including kyle beckerman who was in a uh, boot to walk and who was not on the injury list i was told that one was just a mistake uh-huh <laughs> do you know how many so, okay jeez louise um, Andrew, you know how many times we've had just a mistake on the like injury list this year yeah. How many games did we play? <laughs> That's a well, good like, place to start. Jason Ramirez wasn't on the unavailable list, but we were told he was injured. Um, yeah, I. Boy, and, and it's easy. Like I'm of two minds about this. First, like it is professional sports, and it doesn't really matter if we know. I would like to know right. because it's easier to cover the team, and uh, I cover the team. Um, even if I don't work for a newspaper. Um, but there's not that there are going to be many newspapers left in this country in five years, but whatever. Um, the second part is that there's like an actual public health and safety measure to this now, uh, where it's helpful to know not who had COVID-19, um, but if players had COVID-19, because it does things like raises awareness, right? Uh, when Rudy Gobert tested positive, and we were uh, notably interrupted recording a podcast. Yeah, that, that raised some awareness, I think. Yeah, um, it, yeah it, it changed the, the dynamic completely. And obviously, like, one case doesn't change it with athletes. Uh, but I think people need to know, like, this thing you're demanding as entertainment, like, has a real human impact. Um, and also, like, just because you're a healthy 20-something like pro athlete doesn't mean you can't contract this thing. And it, it just, it should add awareness to that. And it uh, being yeah, really stifling that it is not is, helpful. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. There's a lot of things that were stifled around this club that were not helpful in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's true. Um, kind of seems to be par for the course around here. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that was annoying. So, what's what 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 else is there to say about the RS or how how we went out? I mean, we did uh, see uh, David Ochoa in his first MLS game. Oh, that's right. It was a snow game, so we played. Who did we even play? Uh, team, like, what team did we play? Uh, oh, Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, and. We got beat, <laughs> and um, yeah, did we lose two zero? Was that? Was yeah, that the... we lost two zero. It wasn't I like remember if uh, we got tied. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't was like a destruction. Like we didn't get blown away, but we weren't good, and it was like a comfortable win for Sporting. There was never really a point in the game where we threatened anything at offensively. All. Yeah. Nope. We didn't do anything that whole game. Um, I think somebody, probably Charles, somebody tweeted out a stat about. I think we had in the last three or maybe it was four games of the season, we had like two shots on goal. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was um, the same it was, thing. It was just miserable. Yeah, it was bad. Um, Milan Olaski didn't get. Uh, we didn't get any time at center forward. Our one center forward on the roster. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, under forward when you can do the thing that 
has not worked at all all year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, something that did happen very notably was uh, Nato Onoaha's last game with RSL, unfortunately. Um, but it was his last match with anyone. So he yeah. is re- retiring from professional soccer and, you know, moving back to England, I assume, in the near future. And uh, it was really bittersweet, I suppose. I really am going to miss that guy. But I'm very glad that we had him here, which is still confusing to me and how he ended up here. Um, But yeah, and his time here was uh, there were a few highs. I think last year was probably... We, we had some fun times last year. Um, he, his, his tenure started with Mike Petke refusing to play him for uh, a few months. Um, Didn't they like refuse to announce that he had signed for a while too? Wasn't that a thing? I don't like, remember. He was around the team for like a while before. Oh, he, yep, because like, I took photos of him before. Out. He was at a game before they announced that they'd signed him. Um, but that's I thought, right. I thought that was like a week's long. I mean my memory's bad, but I thought that was like a weeks long thing. Like he was here for a while and then they were like, Oh yeah, we have a new player. And then it took forever for him to like actually play. I think there were some, so the initial signing thing was, uh, I think green card, not green card, but a work visa. Yeah. Okay. Which, um, usually clubs have people dedicated to that. And it's hard to not think that maybe Deloitte Hansen cheaped out on something like that. (laughs) <laughs> really? i yeah. know what that rage is but... like that was weird i remember be- being like i was like oh is that and is that the new guy the the new one um yeah that was weird but uh yeah he he's had some um he is he is relatively young uh when you compare him to players like you know beckerman or Ramondo. um i think he's only 33 but he talked about how um, on his podcast, he said um, his mom like was like always with him when you know early on when he became a pro, and um, his mom passed away a few years back, and it's just like um, hasn't really felt the same since then. And so he decided it was he just you know started to feel like it was ready to start the next part of his life. So instead of waiting too long, he's gone and. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. What a guy. Yeah. It, Very... It's hard to imagine this club without him. Right. Which yeah. is, is crazy. Like he's been here for two and a half years uh, and made a huge difference um, on the field was impactful. Right. Um, but his statements during the Deloitte Hansen unveiling of everything, uh, if you will, um, were loud and clear and accurate and concise and and did everything we needed at the time to like help raise the level of uh of pe- of i guess the level of person we had at this club because it felt a little like we were full of a bunch of bad things and yeah. maybe to a certain extent that's still the case but seeing someone like netum who went out of his way to like help those who were furloughed makes a huge difference and like Gave us some positive feelings. Can you imagine how that whole thing would have gone down if Natum like wasn't there and wasn't saying the things he said? I have no idea. Oh, I I it, have no idea. It would have been so bad. 
No, he he saved a lot of face for the club, and I don't think the club deserved it. I don't think a lot of the people in charge deserved the good coverage that came out of it because he was responsible yeah. for probably eighty to ninety percent of any positive anything that came out of the club most of this year. As far yeah. as the coverage, of the <laughs> it, was, it was a really bad year, and the only good things I can think about, the only positive. Other than like a few, you know, like Aaron playing well, breaking out, um, and Pablo uh, is a great story as well. Like the only off the field positive <laughs> was was Nate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough without him. Yeah, and I'm sad, and I'm very sad. Speaking of, uh, I mean, off the field, bad stuff, uh, ownership. <laughs> well, All hang right. on before we, before we move to that, let's address another fun elephant sure. in the room. Um, Nada might not be the only player retiring at the end of this year. Oh, okay. we don't know. And we probably won't know for several months because that's the way this thing goes, but Kyle Beckerman may never suit up again. And he only got to 498 MLS yep. appearances, right? 498 appearances. Then got really injured. <laughs> and so, I mean, does 500 matter that much? I mean, no. Do, I, okay. do you think it matters to him? I don't think I, it matters to Kyle. It's one of the things that, like, to me, and I know I'm not an athlete, but to me, it would bug me a lot. I would want to come back for one more year, just play two appearances, and then retire. But I don't think Kyle's that kind of guy. I think he's just totally comfortable ending wherever he ends. I think he's the sort of person I wouldn't be surprised if he got to 499 and said, ah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought that's what would happen this year is he'd get to 499 and then just. Yeah. Just be he was done. close. Um, yeah. So that was. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens. I would assume he retires, but <clears throat> hey, you know. You never know. Oh, and uh, Justin Glad, we might not see him again. Although Kyle, you might have more to say about that than than me. Yeah, am I allowed? I, oh, I guess I am allowed to. We, I think. we know that he has an option. Yeah. So um, I get. I don't know if I'm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Someone told me that uh, that. Uh, Justin Glad is under team control for a, a few more years after this season starts. Uh, he's got two years left team option uh, on his contract. So that is news. That was news to me. <laughs> so and uh, so I guess Justin Glad. Um, I mean, man, I mean, ideally we could get one really good year out of him and then sell him at the end of this year. Maybe I would love to see him uh, play most of next year and then get benched for the playoffs and oh, the run God. up to the playoffs again. If we I just do think that, that'd be so, so lovely. If we do that again, Oh my God. I, oh. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what so it is thinking about that. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like out of all the things that bugged me about this year, uh, like with, when it came to Freddie, the the weird like just leaving Justin out for like seemingly no reason toward at the end of the season like we've kept seeing every year it just drove me insane. So it's funny like, like um, we saw 
Now, this is tangential, uh, and he's gone, so it doesn't really matter. But we saw Sam Johnson benched for being late to training once, um, which, whatever. I don't know. I don't know the right way to deal with stuff like that. I'm not a manager yeah. in that capacity, and I never will be, which is good for everybody. Um, <laughs> but, oh, did my audio cut out? I'm still here, right? Good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're still here. Uh, my, my headphones cut out, but I'm good. Um, we saw Corey Baird like miss a flight to a game, and then was right back in the lineup. <laughs> Didn't yeah, what the hell was that whatsoever? Yeah, I, there's in fact me... kept getting time over players who were seemingly in like uh, better, better form. Than him, yeah, Seem- seemingly yeah. in better form. Well, it's hard to tell when we only get like five to ten minutes of those players who. <laughs> Uh, replace him, but yeah, right. But I mean, remember that Corey Baird had like put, I think it was 10 to 12 percent of his shots on frame this season. He was like the yep. worst in the on the team for sure, probably yeah. in the league. One of the worst in the league, yeah. above that, like certain level of shots, of course. Yeah, but no, there's part of me that feels like it, I don't know, this is complete speculation, but it's happened before on other teams where a player has some kind of clause in their contract that says that once they hit a certain number of appearances, things happen, whether that like triggers options or whether that triggers um, bonuses, stuff like that. It, I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but maybe there's something in Justin's contract that's like if he makes a certain number of appearances, he's released from those team options and he's allowed to go somewhere else, and maybe the team was like, no, we would like to control you for longer, so we're not going to play you? I mean, maybe it's stuff like that. That kind of stuff has happened before. So uh, I would believe that it's uh, that maybe there were some fitness concerns from not rotating or being able to rotate properly. So I guess if we're trying to give Freddie the benefit of the doubt... Okay, maybe. are we, tr- but, are we but trying he didn't to say the, Are we trying to give Freddie the benefit of the doubt? I mean, we've got to at least have a counterpoint. Okay, whether that's accurate or not, I don't know. But I'm not sure that Freddie. This is a different conversation for a different day. But I'm not sure that Freddie earned the benefit of the doubt this season. Well, I've got a question at the end that we can get to that may save it for this day. Wow. Okay. So that we have something we talk about that's not just cool streets. (laughs) (laughs) I had forgotten what you meant by that. Um, all streets are cool though. So that's right. Uh, yes, all streets matter. And, um, I was going to make that joke, but then I thought it might not be a good joke. (laughs) Um, I mean, so, okay. Should we talk about ownership super quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So there's no, we don't know anything more. We know that Deloitte has to sell by early January before the league sells it for him. And uh, I can't remember. I can't remember if we've recorded since then. But Ryan Smith bought uh, the Jazz, bought um, a majority stake in the Jazz. He bought the majority stake in the majority stake in the Jazz for to a prop. huge amount of money, multi billion dollars. Um, probably going to be getting the Millers out of there over time, and then it's just going to be. That 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 really is baffling, though. Um, that whole thing because uh, of the trust that Gail had set up. But hey, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Kyle. Have they like come out with more information on that? Because that was my very first thought when they announced that he was buying the Jazz. Was I very specifically remember a press conference where Gail <laughs> Miller got up there and was like, 
this team will never leave our family's ownership. We'll always be in charge. Too bad. So sad. This team will never, ever leave Utah and it will never, ever leave our family's ownership. Yeah. I, I think it's a few things, but one of them from generation to generation. And we're always going to be super rich because we are super rich. So it'll be fine. One of, I think it's a few different things, but the, one of the bigger ones is is that I don't think she trusts her children with the jazz. Um, Greg famously sucked at his job at the jazz and got (laughs) pushed out of it. So, um, I think that's one of the bigger things, uh, but you know, just time to move on, I suppose. But, uh, I'm kind of glad, you know, it would be a boss move is if she did that, like broke up the trust, sold it. And then just like when she died, which is not a fun thing to talk about, but it's going to be soon Mm -hmm. when she dies, just like, instead of passing on all of that money to like her kids or whatever, just like gets rid of it. gives it to charity like sets up a hospital you know something like that he's like oh you kids didn't deserve it bye (laughs) this is for what you did to the jazz okay bye yeah we'll see but um ryan was the hope for some people to eat by rsl some say that that this doesn't necessarily well it doesn't necessarily mean he's not in the running for rsl anymore but i think it makes it less likely um yeah it's it's interesting, I suppose. But other than that, I don't think we've heard anything else really in a while. No, all the rumors have been kind of quashed by that. And of course, there were there were little inklings of rumors about Ryan Smith being jerked around by Deloitte Hansen, and which uh, I would believe. You know, I don't have any reason not to believe it. Um, Deloitte Hansen is famously apparently a bad negotiator. Oh yeah, shock. Do you have any evidence to support that claim? Um, no. Uh, my friend Jason Christ has some, but just kidding. Jason Christ and I are not friends. Uh, not for lack of trying on my part, but he won't accept my LinkedIn request. Actually, That's I wonder if he bad. is on LinkedIn. That reminds me, I also need to check my other friend's uh, tweet likes oh, to no. see if anything's changed there. I thought we got. I thought we were over this. I thought we were done. No, we're, we're never done. In a while. <laughs> Still, the guy using a shovel with his foot, which, to be fair, is very cool. It is cool. Anyway, um, yeah, there's still a couple groups. We we know that there are groups, multiple groups, multiple people. Yeah, interested in buying the team that have met with the league or met with the lawyer or something. Um, there's some reading between the lines and some rumors that Ryan Smith is probably not interested anymore because Deloitte was kind of a dick. Um, but there's still definitely interest. We know that we don't really know anything more than that. And I don't think anybody does, but no, not yet. We'll, we'll know in January, probably I've got a sneaking suspicion that Deloitte is just going to like tank this entire off season, just like destroy the team as much as he can until it's sold and just not make any decisions at all about anything. So you know what's you know what's uh, really great about that is there are also rumors that MLS could end up starting in April or May this year or next year. So uh, maybe it won't matter. Maybe it won't because we'll have an eighteen month <laughs> off season to recover. Ah, boy. So Yay. we're just going to do like another condensed schedule. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Are they, are they planning on doing like a full thirty four game season in playoffs? I don't know, but they really ought to figure some stuff out about that because, like, they're playing. 
people have just been playing too many games in general and like we're seeing it specifically in you know the other team i follow um liverpool like the england national team yes the england national team but a lot of players in the in the premier league are suffering uh muscle injuries right now just because of how many games like you know with champions league league play international play like it's just too much and um they had barely premier league had what like three weeks off if that yeah i don't even know off season yeah no it was teeny tiny it was like nothing so i don't know it's just a weird time and i think these condensed schedules are they're not great no and it's it's all a desperate play to uh, meet the sponsorship deals you've made already yeah it's all about the money as as usual right all about the money do you think socialism would have sports in it? Of course. Maybe that so. could be a solution. I don't know. I think so. I would hope so. Um, yeah. It would so be, It would be more fan-owned, but yeah. Yes, it would be the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> nah, and play around, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know FC what that would like. I haven't thought about it. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's it is that is that it do we i have at the bottom something what oh i didn't realize i added it just a couple minutes ago oh what in the world did this happen a couple minutes ago no i mean when did this happen which oh the jeff kasuf stuff yeah today that's so oh i guess uh another ownership thing my question is this says 50 minutes ago but how long ago was that screenshot taken uh, an when, hour ago? The, when, when did Jeff Kasu- so this is in like the last two hours okay yeah yeah read so this and then we'll see what's going on I'll, I'll talk while you're reading then yeah go oh look at it getting bigger there oh that was oh, not what I intended the, they had the yeah. expansion draft yeah uh listen to our friends okay. over at the URFC show for actual meaningful analysis of this but we're going to talk about it a little bit um not the draft itself Although we lost the rights to Chris and Press, not a big surprise there. Go. Kind of, kind of boohoo, to be honest. Yeah, um, we got seventy-five thousand dollars in allocation money, which in NWSL is worth uh, more than it is in MLS, certainly, but it's still not a huge amount of money. Yeah, no. And uh, the the general feeling seems to be, <laughs> and this goes right back to the ownership thing. Um, that if Deloy Hansen hasn't sold by January 1st, um, there's a line of thinking that he, for oh, one no. reason or another, would not continue investing in the club, which probably fair, right? Um, and in in uh, the NWSL, they have to buy their allocation money with real money. Ah. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. Uh, the basic idea is... Uh, they made that they they uh, left her unprotected instead of looking for a better deal um, because the seventy five thousand dollars that has been traded to them or given to them by the league through the expansion draft, so they get the money in January regardless of ownership, which is uh, it doesn't seem like a great way to operate a league or a team, but yeah, no, yeah. it does not seem like a good way to operate a league. But that's where we are. That's that's the NWSL. That's Deloitte Hansen. It's par for the course. Well, at least somebody's thinking about the future of the Royals right now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, um, it stinks, but 
good for Stephanie for coming is. up with something to do something. Yeah, I think that's a, she, her comments were also interesting. She like kind of seemed to have some negativity towards Kristen Press. But. Yeah, it, it kind of seemed like um, at the end of the season that Kristen Press and the Royals were not at all on the same page. Yeah, um, she said like we wanted seem- to invest in players who would be who would show up and be ready to like put in work or something like that yeah and and Kristen press like she was a phenomenal player for the royals and she played very well and was a big part of any kind of success that the royals had last year and the year before that but no she it seems that she basically checked out of the royals it doesn't sound doesn't seem like she's at all interested in ever playing for the royals ever again so that's yeah I mean, right now, no. Um, as a Royals fan, yeah. But under the circumstances, yeah, good for her. She wants I, I, to play. She wants to play in LA when they come into the league, and she's got to do what she's going to do. But yeah, as a Royals fan, it, it sucks to lose Kristen Press because she is so good. But as a real human being, it makes sense that Kristen Press wouldn't want to be here. So fair play. So this brings us to notes and news part three, <laughs> which I don't know how you guys missed that in the document earlier, but uh, Sorry. it's there now. So, um, which is that uh, Royals coach Craig Harrington has finally officially been uh, terminated. I don't know what language they used, but uh, I know that the language he used was mutually parted ways. Yeah, which um, Pretty it sure sounded he like fired, he, he was a. Uh, verbally harassed people, sexually harassed, uh, not players, but employees, which is, I think, just as bad. Um, <laughs> it's not better, but... <laughs> yeah, it, there's. it's not like uh, athletes are a second class that must be even more protected. Um, all people probably deserve to be protected from sexual harassment. Maybe that's controversial, mm. but... <laughs> no, I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> so yeah. he's, he's officially gone. Oh, good. Bye-bye. <laughs> and he's been on, uh, like, I don't know. I wonder how long it's going to take for us to hear about Andy Carroll being gone, too, because, like, um, yeah, you know, been a while. Uh, boy. Yeah. Oh, uh, we never, we never, we were going to text him, weren't we? We were going to check up on him, see what he's up to. Um, Somebody was. It was not me. That was you, right, Trevor? Have you texted I think that responsibility yet? fell to me, and I have not, but... <laughs> probably now would be a good time so yeah, yeah we, uh, we were gonna text him when we were get, it was i don't remember when we had a perfect time that we were gonna text him and we never did that's too bad yeah so yeah he he posted on twitter a long statement uh that offered no apology who harrington harrington yeah, no, it was a garbage statement. It's exactly what you'd expect from a coach that was accused of what he was accused of and yeah. still wants to work in the league. He didn't Oops. admit fault. He didn't apologize. He just said, this thing happened and I was involved. Well, I, but, I don't think it yeah. even went that far, honestly. So uh, Yeah, no, I probably giving him too it, much credit. Yeah. His, his yeah. statement reads, in part, uh, 2020 definitely hasn't turned out to be the year I envisioned. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Same, dude. Um, as revealed by the Utah Royals yesterday, the club and I have parted ways, and my time as head coach has come to an end. Um, and he, that that's the closest he gets to admitting fault, and uh, clearly Didn't that is not at all close. 
Yeah. Yeah, we don't have um, super inside any specific information about what's going on. I don't think anybody really does because the nope. league and everybody's kind of kept really hush-hush. But the feeling is that he absolutely deserved to be fired, like for sure. Yeah. And he definitely yep. should have issued some kind of an apology and he should have, yeah, he should have done a lot of things that he didn't do. So we've had a, a real knack of hiring people who we later have to fire for uh, reasons. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, maybe we'll have a second screen in our interviews and that we can get it going a little better. I think that's probably all the problem was, right? Yeah, I think so. Dude, <sighs> I'm so ready for everything to be to be new again. <laughs> to happen. My mom said our last episode was a little too depressing, but I think this one's been better despite ending on a... <laughs> well, <laughs> she wasn't like, Kyle, your episode's too depressing, but she was like, she's like, you guys are really sad and mad after that. It was it was it was when we recorded directly after the game that basically eliminated us from the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. Um. So you know, you know, tensions were high. So, uh, on a on a more positive, potentially positive note, but maybe not. What's what's the big question that we have at the end of this uh, document that you put oh, there, that, Matt? It would not be a positive thing. Well, okay. Well, maybe so it would be, but well, uh, let's let's like try to let's question. try to spin. Let's do some PR here. I'm not going to be question? angry about it. Um, yeah, what's the big question? Go the, ahead, and ask you, Matt. Oh, well, I will spin it. Um, with new ownership entering the league, um, do you think there's a chance that uh, said new ownership splashes the cash on a new owner no, or on a new kidding. coach? <laughs> splashes the cash on a new coach. Which uh, no. is the less depressing way of asking, should Freddie Juarez retain his position as head coach of Real Salt Lake? All right. So I'm going to start off. I said this, I was talking to Ryan probably on Twitter. Um, basically, like, Freddie hasn't done anything to, like, absolutely secure his position. He for sure isn't, like, the number one obvious choice. If they replaced him, it would make a lot of sense. Um, but... I don't think that they like need to, he's not the number one problem with this team. He's definitely uh, a reason that the team wasn't as successful. Um, But I think it's a little bit silly to place the blame on Freddie. But in terms of like what this team needs to do going forward, like if you're creating a list with like bullet points of like a to-do list, I think he's on it. He's just, a little bit further down the list, but I think it was Matt said um, that if you have an owner that's coming in and wants to spend a whole bunch of money, then yeah, like I said, it would make sense to at the very least open up a coaching search and see what's available. And if somebody is available and interested, then yeah, absolutely go get them because there are definitely better coaches available and you would be silly to not come in as a new owner and at least see what else is out there. Cause yeah, like I said, Freddie did not perform extremely well this season. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, man, I mean, I have gone through some emotional roller coaster phases where saying like, yeah, definitely Freddie gone. And I think the Justin Glad stuff is really upsetting to me. <laughs> but I don't know. Everything else was so bad this year. And like, I think it's like if, 
I, I just completely agree with Trevor. He hasn't done enough to like be like, oh, he's 100% the next guy. But like we shouldn't fire like people were calling him for him to be fired like a month or so ago. And I, and even when I like am saying like Freddie out, I'm not, like, I don't want Freddie fired at the like two games before the end of the season. Like it just doesn't make any sense, especially with so much up in the air. So I I expect him to be back next year, but I won't be disappointed or surprised if he is not. But I guess it just depends on who takes over, I suppose. I really still want to see Freddie like stay with the organization. I think he has a lot of value um, and brings a lot of talent and a lot of good things to the team. I just don't think that that spot is as a head coach. I think it could be as a head coach at some point in his future. Yeah, um, I think he's it's, shown it's, some good propensities for it. At this point. Um, I don't think he dealt with 2020 particularly well, which he's not the only one of us to not deal with 2020 particularly well, right? Um, no. You probably say that about all three of us and about everyone else who lives in this spinning globe thing or disc or flat surface or whatever we are. Um, Matt. It, yeah. It, it's a globe. It's, it's oh. a... It's a <laughs> This flat discus. <laughs> it, it's um, not flat. It's not hey, a disc. Trevor, I've watched the History Channel. It's up for so. debate, Trevor. Trevor, it's up for debate. This is a this is a <laughs> skeptic podcast. Sorry, sorry. I'll stop silencing debate <laughs> and stop restricting your free speech. I need Thank to you. be heard. Um, I did feel like my free speech was being restricted there, so that's helpful. Um, I will not cut that part out. <laughs> um, at, at any rate, like sorry for censoring you guys. Freddie Freddie Juarez was, uh, I think, has good potential. He showed great potential at the end of last year, right? He took us from uh, a really crappy position, um, and lifted us into third place in the West. Um, and this year, um, I don't know what he's done or how he's managed it, but he's done the complete opposite. Um. Which is hard to see, right? Because uh, we saw some good things. Like when Dooley Hansen said he was going to sell the club, uh, we saw like an improvement in performance for like two games and then it was over. Um, yeah, but it's. But like at the same time, I want yeah. someone in the locker room to step up a little bit too. And uh, it can't just be Netamon Waha and uh, Aaron Herrera and uh, Paulo Ruiz. Uh, looking good, right? Um, and I, I know that Demir Krylik got the team MVP. I disagree, but that is what it is. Um, it's a meaningless award. Um, anyway, I just, I, I don't think that the shape of this roster is right. Um, yeah, the fact true. that we still have Luke Mulholland on our roster uh, speaks volumes, not just because of him, although certainly like because of him, because. There's there's no way he should be on a and and MLS roster after not playing for three years to be re-signed. Huh. Yeah, it's insane. We've got lots of problems, and uh, I would I would love to have Freddie stick around, um, especially because we know that. Uh, and this was from Brian Dunsath during the match last week, last week, whenever the match was. Um, he's revealed that uh, the coaching staff didn't have their uh, options renewed in the middle of the year, which I think would have been standard apparently. Um, so the assistant coaching staff 
uh, could all leave at the end of the year. Um, and maybe that's good, but it, there are just going to be a lot of seats to fill. And uh, it's going to, yeah, it'll be rough. Trevor, you were going to say something. I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I just got, you, you mentioned the assistant coaches, and I just realized like how much more garbage that's going to pile on this offseason if we also have to hire an entire coaching staff yeah at the same time that we're completely rebuilding a roster and and we're not we we've we've talked about like rebuilding years in the past and we've had like quote rebuilding years on this team but it's not gonna be anything like what we see and it's just i mean it's like what we say like we're not gonna know anything until we get a new owner and that might not be for a month and a half and in this next month and a half is when we should be doing most of our roster rebuilding, but we're not going to be able to, because we're going to be hamstrung this off season. I'm like, I'm looking forward to it as a spectacle, as a thing to see, you know what I mean? I'm not looking forward to it in a positive way. I don't think it's going to be a good thing for this club. I don't think we're going to come out the other side of this in two months, like better. I think, I think it's going to be, a miserable experience, but I think it will be a spectacle. It'll be fun. Yeah. We're really in for it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here we to guide really you all the way through it. Oh we'll yeah. Be there every step of the way, holding, <laughs> holding hands, marching into the seltzer water. Can we do the, the, can we do the Naruto run? Yes. Absolutely <laughs> not. Doing the Naruto run to purify ourselves in the, <laughs> Soda streamed waters. Ah, yep. Ah, hmm, feels good. Yeah, or I feel it. We're we're on the new. We're we got like six more months until things might get better again. But until things might start to get better again, Kyle. Yeah, right. That was my favorite thing that I listened to on NPR like three times today. Was they're talking about the Pfizer thing with the vaccine and like yeah how everybody got excited how in a month we're all going to be cured of this thing and they had an expert on that was basically like it's good that they've got progress on the vaccine but they're still about two months away from the fda being able to even approve it and then once they approve it it's still going to be several months after that till they have enough of it to go around and it's going to be several months after all that that like we'll be able to go back to normal we're still going to be doing this for the next Six to nine months or so, no. unless something okay, <laughs> something yeah, everything is gonna be fine. It's gonna it'll be, it'll be gone by be gone by Easter. <laughs> is that the <laughs> is that the thing? I mean, it would be great if it was gone by Easter twenty twenty one. That would be great. That would be great. I just remember um, when we that first or second episode after the league shut down, and we were like, "When do we think we're gonna get back into the stadium?" And everybody was like, maybe by the end of this year. And I just remember thinking, not for two or three years. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, they started putting fans in the stands. And, uh, yeah, like, that's what you, that's you were wrong, sucker. Boom. Oh, geez. Um, so, yeah, th- th- so things are good. Things are good. Um, anyway, sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm just being super pessimistic fine. and nihilistic about this whole thing. So I know, me too. I'm just, uh, but I'm happy to see you, gentlemen. It's been, it's yeah. been. It's been another lovely evening here at Off the Crossbar Incorporated. And if uh, if we don't see each other before Thanksgiving, a oh, very yes. happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. 
Is that to yeah, us or to the safe. listeners? Hang on. Are you to talking everyone, to me or to, to the listeners? All. Unto all, yeah. Trevor. Unto Does all. unto all be nothing to you? <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you two specifically, but also but if, to if, our listeners. If we get uh, if we get big news, let's record again. I'll yeah. Celebrate Thanksgiving. Just kidding. I, I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Although this one's going to be kind of just probably a FaceTime Thanksgiving, but you know. You know what we should do? We should uh, we should do a, a non non social potluck. We'll just all drop off food oh, at each other's. That's such a good idea. We should let's all like make assignments and then just pass food. Like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm on board. That's a cute idea. I'll do it. With you okay. Guys. All right. Let's all go. right, y'all. Cool. Uh, good night and good 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 day to you, sir. <laughs> Is that how we sign off normally? I, I cannot in good conscience say good night at 8.45 p.m., dude. <laughs> what? It's been dark for four hours. <laughs> it's true, but I'm not going to go to sleep for another four hours, so. I, I will. I, I wanted to say good night and good day, but I can't stop laughing when I do that. So. <laughs> good night and good day. Dude.